Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hi, chaps. You all right? Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time it is, how are we feeling? Okay. Okay, we've all felt better, I think, haven't we? A little bit green around the gills, a wise man once said. Yeah. After that, uh, what, what do we call it? What do Fuck we call knows. that? It was like... Debarkle? Yeah, that monstrosity. I think both of them words could easily be used for it, and and not not be took, taken out, of, not be taken out of context either. I think they probably both sum it up. Where did it all go right? Un- unorganized <laughs> debacle. It was. That's what it were. But, anybody, anybody who took part in the quiz last night might have an inkling of what we're talking about. It'll be Saturday night. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who uh, anybody who watched the quiz Saturday night will realise that it's just sort of just escalated, didn't it? Really. The quiz went well. Live on Facebook. Yeah. The quiz went well. I thought there was a few there was a few bumps in the road. Should we say with yeah. Johnny's quiz? <laughs> who was who fair. was the who was the tennis player again? Roger. It, well, it was supposed to be Roger Federer, but. The spell check next into Roger Desiree. Roger Desiree. Yeah, so if you if you write Federer into into uh, Kahoot, it comes up as Desiree. But I was adamant that it were that were his name because I put a name down that I didn't know, and I thought it was that one. Uh, so I, I was swearing blind it was Roger Desiree. And it was number four in the tennis world. Yeah, that was the best thing about it—the fact that you were co- so confident that he played professional tennis. <laughs> Gail, Gail played. What were, what were Gales? Gail plays instead of Gail Platts, and then Alias Stadium. Is it Alias Ali- Stadium? Yeah, Alias Stadium instead of the Alias Alianz Arena, which so, uh, caused a bit of chaos. Yeah, but I, my, I, the question said, "In which country would you be playing in if you played in the Al- Alias Stadium?" But I think I might have said. Arena, but you've got to look. You've got to look at the questions, haven't you? He's like he's winking as if to go. Yeah, I got one over <laughs> on you. <laughs> got about you got about six, about four hundred and fifty people out of it, though, didn't it? But so, 
But other than them four or five questions that were either spent, spelt incorrect or had the incorrect answers, uh, it went plain sailing. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And I was um, nervous about it, to be honest. I didn't put a lot of effort into the last 20 questions, I'll be honest with you. It was just the end when there is a moment when Chris says, right, give us 15 more minutes, 15 more minutes, right. We've had a look how long do we carry on after that? It's two hours plus. Two hours plus. Just singing, like just it's like it turned to karaoke zoom, didn't it? Somehow. When madness, off, when madness off. came on. Madness came on and I'm flipping doing 360 degree spins in my living room. <laughs> madness was epped. <laughs> epped. Oh dear, all good, uh, all good fun. I really yeah, tell you what, 12, 15 other people join us on the group. Yeah. Or karaoke in. The best thing about it was that the people that came on Zoom. We're getting trolled from the people on the YouTube comments saying they're a disgrace shite. <laughs> really? Well, for, for their effort, the, the dancing effort. Yeah. Just uh, They're bringing nothing, get them out. <laughs> well, because they want to get in. We were, it was only a bit of crack, like, but yeah. they were saying they're not even doing anything. It was all good. I, mean, I, I, uh, I don't care what you say, it's worth a watch. I've watched it back and it's fucking priceless. Yeah. <laughs> just, for the, just for the bear watch. The big oh, watch video was sensational. Football, <laughs> football is back. Seventeenth of June, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So be sort of two week, two and a half weeks. We've back back with football. Too oh, early, do you think? Oh, Beasley, we chuffed. Oh, man, you see his video on Twitter. Tremendous. Uh, got one, one game, one game on Monday. Two games on Tuesday. That's three games. <laughs> two games on Wednesday. That's Five games. <laughs> it's still always three to his five, and he's adding two up, bless him. <laughs> so when yeah. he gets to end, that's 16 games in a week. Woohoo! <laughs> like, <they're> in, uh... <laughs> oh, what a guy. What a guy. Yeah, yeah. You think it's too early or not? Oh, what? What do we know? Yeah. What do we know? They're doing the testing, aren't they? Yeah. I'm, I'm... Fuck me, lads, we're lacking a bit of energy, aren't we? I know. <laughs> 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 thing is, we had a we had a few doing Jordan Stewart on Friday. I think I had three or four. Yeah, it's just, gins. Yeah, it's it's we're turning to our coins on this job, aren't we? Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. a podcast on each other in twelve months, talking about our problems. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan uh, Stewart. Yeah, neither of us, neither, neither of us have played with him. So oh, lovely no. fella, lovely lad. Yeah. i tell you what I did last night after, after we were swaying a bit, after we finished, I saved the audio from the recording. And then this morning, I was, I was shitting myself, couldn't find it. Jason Stewart, he was saved as. <laughs> <laughs> after 15 cans of Thatcher's gold. <laughs> no, no, neither of us have played with him. You've played with him, but only against him at FIFA, aren't you, Chrissy? Yeah, we had a game of FIFA years ago. Jason yeah. Stewart. As <laughs> <laughs> tickled uh, as that. I'm bad with names, but you're horrendous, aren't you? You're like you. Well, uh, yeah, all the way from LA. He's joining us. Yeah. He just he just embraced the crack, didn't he? Straight in. Yeah. Made, yeah. made it easy for us, really. We're getting a takeaway tonight, lads. I've had mine. Chinese. Have you? Yeah, Chinese. Sit side of me with tinfoil on, so come on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to order an Indian. Yeah. It's always got to be a takeaway Sunday night, and if you've... You know what I mean? It's too hot, it's too hot to put puddings in, isn't it? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, if you've embarrassed yourself on YouTube the night before. 
Um, <laughs> just keep an eye on the Twitter as well, because we'll have, um, obviously, the, the live shows would have been coming up. Um, so we'll just start speaking to the venues and see what we can do about the rearranging. So we'll have some notifications on the Twitter and, and Facebook. Yeah, it's not looking it's look, it's not looking great, is it, to be fair? It looks so just we're going to have to delay it, but... Uh, the, sh- we'll, the show's definitely. The, sh- yeah, the show will go on at some point, yeah. Just uh, sorry, Johnny. Keep watching your Wednesday nights. We've got Wednesday nights and the quizzes Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with the with the with the uh, the live shows, if you want to, we'll have to sort it out. But you obviously you can get your money back or just rearrange for the next day to keep the, your ticket. We'll sort all that sort of stuff out once day. we've uh, once we've had all confirmation and everything. If you if you want to keep your tickets, you can. If you want to. Uh, get your money back you can and if you can't make the next day we'll just sort some attire yeah, it's see. worth saying as well though that the um, it's not actually a podcast live it's a four hour ca- uh, karaoke session we're going to try and we're going to try and get on like the, the little shitty stage at Glastonbury <laughs> <laughs> what's going on lads we're covering podcast no 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 <laughs> no no, no. no. <laughs> Come on, Eileen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Right, lads, I'm ringing a masala. Should right. we get it on? Yeah, come on, Jordan, let's have you. John Stewart, how are we doing? All the way from LA. Yep, sunny California. <laughs> I'm not jealous one bit. How the fuck oh. about how the fuck, why the fuck am I still in Barnsley, mate? Like, really? <laughs> best place in the world, you keep saying. <laughs> it, after LA, it's the best place. I mean, how the fuck am I still in Bastard Barnsley? Really? <laughs> Must have done something wrong, me. Home sweet home. Home sweet home. It is, mate. To be fair, it is. <laughs> How long have you been in LA? LA? Um, seven years now. Yeah, I moved here 2013. So it'll be, be seven years in July next month. Yeah. So, like Skip, month, yeah. Are, you, are, you fully, uh, are you fully into the LA lifestyle on uh, Muscle Beach? Skateboard under uh, the arm? I'm not, I'm not big enough for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen rollerblades, rollerblades going up the sea front, you know, on that bit just behind the beat. We're revisiting uh, a chapter book, the chapter book in Leicester City's history today, because obviously a few weeks ago we had Marty Piper on, who scored the last yep. goal at Filbert Street, and then yep. the first goal scorer at the Walker Stadium. At the Walkers, yeah. It was, and it was Pipes that crossed the ball as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't tell us that, did he? No. no. No, the thing, the, I spoke to him maybe about a month ago and we was like, we were just talking about the pass and he was like, he was so pissed at me because he said when he crossed it and I scored, I didn't celebrate with him. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, mate, when, when have you scored, seen me score with a header for one? So then, and then obviously everyone knew that I don't score headers. So everyone just jumped on me. So I didn't have time to come over and like celebrate with you. <laughs> you were as surprised as anybody else. Yeah, of course, man. Like, especially, <laughs> I headed it, it back across the goal. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Normally, it's just, I clear the ball with my head, you know what I mean? And because it's so shiny, if it, normally, normally when I'm sweating, it just skids right off. <laughs> I, spoke, I spoke about it on Pipes as one, but remember the game of FIFA we had at the hotel? Yeah. <laughs> I've never crumbled. I've never crumbled so much in all my life. 
<laughs> hey, you met the first. You met the first. <laughs> no, I, want, I want a rematch. You need to fucking no, go up. You know. <laughs> what, 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 what were the final score? I can't remember. I don't even, I don't even think he finished. I think he just left. I, I did. <laughs> oh, oh, it must have been bad. But did you come in? Bad. Did you enter as the best player for Sunderland, Chris? Yeah. Talking the most. Talking the most. <laughs> talking the most. Well, it, it was Leicester. It was Leicester heavy. In, in that room, it was Leicester heavy. I think I went in there with only two or three of the lads and I was outnumbered. They were, they were getting in me. <laughs> Oh, like in the way game. The car's not on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> Voices, man. That's, hey, that's half the battle, right? That's half the battle. You got, you got to talk about it. <laughs> I'm never forgetting that. Six years at Leicester, and we've, we've heard a lot with a few of the other guests that we've had on about the mine ordeal slash Peter Taylor days. And that would have been yeah. you coming through and like getting your chance in the first team as well. Yeah. We've had Jerry Taggart on, Ian Marshall. Who I imagine were the senior pros when you were coming up, and then Matty Piper as well, who I'm assuming you came through with. Yeah, so me and him was in the youth team together, um, and then first year, like the first year, I was awful. Like first, my first UIT, like I was growing, like I just couldn't control my body. Everyone was like the David issue was the academy director. I used to call me Bambi because I was always like slipping over. So then second year, in my head, I was like, well. I've only got one more year left after this, so I need to kind of like fucking start performing, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I need to pull, need to pull my finger out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So playing and that, and then Pipes, I think Pipes started training with the first team first. Um, and then that's when he made his, made his debut at Filbert Street. But then there was a bunch of injuries. So there was like me, Danny Thomas, uh, Tommy Goodwin, uh, a few other guys. I started training with the first team. And then I remember, I think it was a Friday, we was training. Steve Wolford came up to me and said, you're going to be in the squad tomorrow. And he was playing West Ham. And obviously at the time, they had Paolo De Canio, Paolo Wanchup, Rio Ferdinand, um, Lampard. So it was like <laughs> stacked team. So I was just <laughs> happy to, to be, okay, I'm in the squad. Getting, you know, you get in the dressing room, everyone sits down and the, the, the chalkboard's there. And like, I see my name on the bench. I'm like, on the bench buzzing and just buzzing to be on the bench right so on the bench now just sitting there second half while he's done uh, told us all to warm up so we're warming up in the corner like just fucking looking around like just stretching and that <laughs> never thinking you're gonna come on <laughs> and then all Wolford was like Jordan so I'm like what me <laughs> Start jogging down now. I'm shitting myself were you expecting a Jordan just tell Steve he's coming on. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. yeah. Tell, one, tell one of the boys to come down here, hurry up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm just like jogging down now, so I'm just like shitting it. Like Gaffer, like mine and Neil said, just like go on. So come on. And the first thing I remember, I got the ball and I was like dribbling. And I've like took a shot. I remember like there's a, there's a big scoreboard probably about 30 feet above. So I've, I've took a shot and I've hit the scoreboard. Welcome to the Premier League. Going back to when you were warming up, it doesn't matter how old you are, as soon as you get one of them, the blood used to just drain from my legs. Even when, yeah. I, when I was 30, I, oh, for fuck's sake. It's just like, it nerves, it's horrible. Yeah, it's like sports day, isn't it? You know, yeah. like, you know, the oh. that, kind of that, that, that butterfly feeling. Don't do this to us. 
I were, I were a big advocate of the old static stretching right at the corner, me. Yeah. <laughs> Joe down, 20 minute static stretch and jog back in. The standing car. Yeah, save yeah, the, the energy. Or the one knee hamstring one. Who's <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's looking around. <laughs> you never do, who was the French lad when he's stretching and then the camera comes over? He, he makes eye contact with the camera and then he, he gives it one of them on spot. <laughs> Uh, you always got to beware, man. <laughs> You'd have been a winger then, back then. Yeah, I, I was playing left wing or centre mid. Yeah, even even when I was like England under 18s, under 21s, that's where I was playing. And then for some, I think we had we had when Mickey Adams come involved, like we had a, we had some injuries as well. And then I, I think I played left back, and then from there just started playing there. And then it was me, like, and Danny Tiao. So I didn't mind because we was both like interchanging. So if I if I overlapped, I would stay like left wing and he'd go left back, and vice versa. So it didn't feel too bad. But like, I hate playing left back. Like, I hated it, <laughs> like, especially, especially if I couldn't get forward. The only uh, and that was when I went to when I went to Watford when I had a meeting with Ad Buford before I signed. He was like, I had a meeting at the hotel. He's like, listen, I want to sign you. What I want you to do is just bum on forward. Like Roberto Carlos, like if they score four, we're gonna score five. Like, don't worry about defending. We're just gonna like pummel every team we play. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> when I was signed. <laughs> so yeah, I hate playing left back. How did you get on? How did you get on with Savage? I loved him, man. I loved him. Like a lot of people that played against him, like obviously hate him. But me, I just he was he's fucking it's so funny. Like he, I remember even when he was at Derby with like Liam Dickinson. Like how his feet was like this, and he's like, here he is, ten to two. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, just some of the one-liners he always used to come on with, man. He's like, for me, he was like fucking funny, man. Like, I loved him. Like, I, I still speak to him now, that. But like, a lot of people didn't like him, but for me, I, I loved him. Man. And were it coming through with them, them old school lads like Jerry Taggarts and your Ian Marshalls? The it was for me, like, yeah, <laughs> for me, it was I was. I was I was talking to someone the other day and it was almost grinding because you had these guys that were kind of around their 30s coming towards like the back end of their career. So obviously full experience. And I'm like young, 17, eight year old, like kind of like, not, not cocky, but just kind of like just confident. And I'd always, I remember one time I went to Marbella and like Jerry Taggart like sat me down and was like, listen, like you're only a kid. You've done nothing in the game. Like the way you're going on is not is not acceptable. I'm like, well, but I'm playing in the same team as you guys, so like, what's the difference? As long as I'm like being playing, being respectful, he says, yeah, but you just can't just come with the attitude that you're coming with. So some of it, like, I obviously took him as a as a kid. You're like, oh, he's just fucking old guy, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Fuck To be fair, at the time I, was, I didn't kind of like give him the fuck up because like. Growing up, my dad always told me to like respect my elders and that kind of stuff. So I kind of took in some of it. And I also had like Brian Dean, who was, I call him my mentor, who I had kind of like giving me the, the same kind of like, same kind of talk, right? Of like, you've got to respect your elders and, and all this kind of stuff. And it was, for me, it was fun times because it was like, I was a kid and I'd, I'd still have to, I'd have to get the, the tea and coffee on the, on the coach on the way to games and all that. But they still kind of like let me in and, Kind of had banter with him, you know what I mean. So it went. It was. A, it was. It was a good kind of like schooling for me. <laughs> See, yeah. Like 
tank like tank was just off the rails, like just totally off the off the chart, weren't it? Yeah, because like back in, obviously back in the day, like all the guys were just like fucking smoking cigarettes in the toilet and all that, and like saying just get your money. And I'm just like young, be like, nah, man, I love football. And then as you get older, you're like, fucking no, these guys are right. <laughs> it's like what we were talking about. It's like what we were talking about before, right? Like once you retire, no one's gonna be ringing your phone saying, all right, how you doing, Jordan? You know what I mean? You're having a, you're having a good time in California. No one cares because they're just they're just onto the next thing. So. As at the time, a lot of it didn't resonate. But then, as you got older, I could kind of like go back to what they were saying and be like, "Fucking oh, these guys were right." Yeah, it's, it's any walk in life, that isn't it. If if somebody older is telling you telling you what you should yep. do, and you just yeah, you're nodding, you're nodding, and then it's not till you get there you realise they were right. <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Fucking oh, these guys were right." Man. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like even it's like even my dad with school in it. Best days of your life. Yeah. Fuck. We were at thirteen. Yeah. thinking. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get on with Stan. The thing is, Stan's a funny one because he lived in Birmingham and there was a time we used to travel in together. So there'd be times I'd get in the car, we just talk all the way to, to Leicester, which was like an hour, hour drive. And there'd be sometimes I'd get in the car and he just wouldn't talk one, like one word. And obviously, when you look at back now, like you understand. Why? Because obviously yeah. depression now. Because I was yeah. like a young kid and I, like, playing-wise, he was fucking... I love the way he played and obviously all the stuff he'd done. So for me, just like being, getting a, a lift from like, big stand, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. amazing. So I didn't really like, I didn't really sparkle conversation or anything like that. But it's, yeah, it's weird, man. Sometimes like, it'd just be, it'd be fine and other days just zero. So it's like, and for me, I was just like, oh, okay, you probably just don't want to talk to a, a yeah. young kid. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't understand it back then, did you? You were like, you yeah, of good. course. Yeah, I was always like, oh, a weirdo. Like, had a late night. Or, yeah, not even that. It wasn't even weird. It was just like thinking, of maybe you just don't want to talk to me. Because like, obviously, I was younger than <laughs> me. So I was like, okay, maybe don't want to give me a lift no more, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> were you there but, when yeah. Big Trev flattened him out? Yeah. Yeah, we was, because I was, I was, uh, it was a reserve game. So it was a reserve game. So we was, obviously as a YTs and that, you had to uh, go to reserves and kind of like help out still. So I remember, I think it was half time. It was coming in at half time. And like Stan and like Benj was going out here. Like, you know, Benji's like just chilled, like funny guy. And like Stan's like going out with him. And we went, we went to the, the change room. So we just outside, just hearing him like shout. So then I think Benji came out and went in the, the treatment room. So then Stan must have came after. I was like still like yelling at him and that. And then I think Stan tried to like throw a punch at like Benji. <laughs> Benji hit him. Because Benji used to love all that Taekwondo and all that stuff. And then <laughs> Benji was like, Benji hit him. And then next week the man's on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. Someone, all of us is like, wow. <laughs> You know, Friday when he's like, you got nothing the fuck. <laughs> Pipes, uh, Pipes came up with the correct terminology, went, he just did all this kung fu shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Ben used to love all that taekwondo, like we'd always be, we'd go, we'd go in, the, in the change rooms in the, in the, after training, and he's always trying to like fight you, like, oh, yeah, yeah, mate, I'll do all this like taekwondo. And at the time, we're like, fucking hell, Ben, like, I mean, you play football, bro. Worry about like fucking controlling the pill, lad. 
And then next week, next week we've been, he's laying out a big stand. <laughs> By the way, though, Pipes paid the biggest compliment you can you can hear on a football podcast. Nothing to do with your football. He said you're one of the best dancers he's ever seen. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> he said he said you and Lee Williamson, best two he's seen. Yeah, Willow. Now Willow Willow was Willow was more like the bebopping dance, whereas I was more like robotniks. Now like we get no if I could still fucking dance. <laughs> 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 the way Robotnik's. I don't like I'm doing Robotnik's now, just getting up for a piss on the morning. I'm that fucking <laughs> That's <spare>. me. <laughs> That's like me. In the morning, getting out of bed. Fuck, you know. I look like flipping Robocop. I got the same head as well. Fucking <laughs> 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 <Get> Murphy. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine Tags being a move, I'll be honest. Uh. To be fair, like, I think when, when, once Tags got a few drinks in him, he started to loosen up. But yeah, it, it, we used to call him the wardrobe. I can imagine Tags were just sitting in a corner and just getting the young lads to just fetch his pints of it. Exactly, just, yeah. It, I know it's empty, just fetch me another one here, young one. Yeah, especially <laughs> back in the day, because I was a youngster, so I was, I was in control of the whip, right? So... I'd have oh. to, everyone would, everyone would put 20 pound in and then I'd, I'd have the whip and I'd have to go to the, the bar all the time and be like, oh yeah, can I have five of these, six of these, <laughs> seven of these, I'll get some, as Frank Sinclair's B-52s going as well. <laughs> <laughs> worst, job in, worst job <laughs> in football, that in it, the whip man. The whip man, horrible. Oh, the worst job in football. The worst. the worst. I remember one time we went to, um, went to Chatham Races. And I think I was about 18, 19, and we had like tickets for the uh, the Guinness tent. So I didn't fucking drink Guinness. So we're in the Guinness tent now. So I started drinking Guinness. I'm like, oh, this doesn't taste too bad. Like kind of smooth. So just fucking drinking, drinking, drinking. Next thing I'm like, I feel sick. So I've got to walk back to uh, our bus, jumped on the bus, like fell asleep, missed the whole day racing, woke up, there's... HB sauce, ketchup sauce, all over me. <laughs> that the lads have fucking poured over me. And then all my clothes had been burnt because we was going to go out and nothing enough that. And they burnt, remember, what was it? Uh, Etienne Ozeke, all those kind of clothes. So I had like, I, was, I had all like my smart clothes to go out and nothing enough that. And Cinco fucking burnt all my stuff. Pissed. I was that pissed, I just went home. I was, I was living, bro. I was running a piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the what, what's the B what's the B fifty two? Is it Bay is it Bailey's and Sambuca, is it or something like that? Sounds awful. What, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it. like like Cinco would be like, yeah. He used to love like LPR, like Lone Imperial Rose Champagne and B fifty twos. That was his go to. As soon as we go to the bar, I'd be like, B fifty twos. Was that Frank Sinclair? Yeah, thanks Clara. We've had uh, Carlton Palmer. Carlton Palmer is the self-proclaimed best entertainment officer in football, but I think Frank Sinclair would match him because I've seen uh, him see, many a time. The Cinco kid. This I remember the first time I went to London, man. Like fucking went to I can't remember the name of the club, and I think I was like eighteen, and we was in the club and went to after party, and he's like, gave me a bottle of like LPR. As a young kid, like just in London, I'm like, 
you know, I need to come here every week. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is, this yeah, is for me, this. And then from, I think from there, I used to go to London every, about three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, Funky Buddha, Wednesday, China Whites, and then Saturday or Sunday, yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's Elpy at? Lauren Perrier Rosie? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a champagne. champagne that? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Not cheap, that, neither. By, by the way, we are a football podcast, I can assure you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we always talk like this. Hey, hey, it's like yin and yang, man. They go together. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, was Peter Taylor good for you when he came in? Yeah, I like Peter Taylor because it was, whereas Martin O'Neill was more of the manager, he, he didn't really take the training. It was more of like Steve Wolford that used to take the training session. So I didn't really have like a like a, a bun with like Martin O'Neill. He, his day was kind of like more of the Saturday. Just his like game day, he comes in, tell you what to do, done. In the week, he didn't, he didn't really come out to training, like probably for the last like 30 minutes. But I still liked him as a manager just to, because to, once... If you did something well, like you'd give the highest praise and you'd feel like the best player in the world. Um, and then when Peter Taylor came in, he was more of a coach. Like, so he took the sessions. So he took all the training sessions. Um, and then you could, he was more like buddy-buddy. Um, so for me, it, it felt more like a, a relationship where he would tell me things and I, I could maybe like give my insight on in, in different, different areas of either my game or maybe what I think is going wrong. Um, so those are kind of the, the two, it's like the polar opposites, right? Um, I, enjoy, I enjoyed both, and maybe the, the best was to merge them both to, to have the, the best yeah. manager in my eyes. But for me, there was, there was both great, great managers for, for different, different reasons, but different I enjoyed reasons, my time with, yeah, for both of them. You think he was yeah. too nice, maybe? <clears throat> I think so. I, yeah, I think, I think a lot of the older guys maybe seen that, um, and then when he was trying to maybe change certain things they didn't agree with, and then I think maybe you know the dressing room, like if they don't get on with a with a with a manager, then he's he's always on the downward spiral, right? So I think he got to a stage where maybe a couple of the decisions that he tried to do maybe didn't work, and then the older guys weren't really having him, and then after that, fuck it, you might as well just yeah. leave because it's, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you lose the dressing room, you're, you're done. Who was the lad that he took everywhere with him? I think he started at Leicester. He played. He, play, he was a player, and he took a him. Player. Junior Lewis. Is it Junior Lewis? Junior Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. yeah. yeah. Flip flop. Flip flop. He used to call him flip flop because his feet was like so long and just flat. <laughs> he used to call him flip flop. Flip <laughs> flop. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think the last thing he was a he was a coach at Barnet. I think Peter Taylor would have yeah. taken him. Yeah. 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 What a player he was. Gonna say, I couldn't could worry. I mean, Tag said he was fucking brilliant. He was, man. He and he was cut short. Like his, I think it was his Achilles. He, he had to retire with when he was at when he was at Blues. But he, like technique wise, and he was the best player. Like Drogba to a certain degree, because he, even though he was old, he could still do everything. But like Muzzy in his prime, man, he was fucking so good. Man. So I can't, I can't believe you've chucked Drogba in. Yeah. Like, well, like, oh, almost, almost <laughs> flippantly. Uh, yeah, Drogba. His legs are gone, but Drogba, yeah, fucking, yeah, you're all right. No, but, but that's why I say it because obviously he was in the, like, I think he was 39, 40 when, when I played with him. But like, just the stuff he'd do, like, even in training, he'd, his free kicks, he would have, he'd have the goal, and then on the 18 yard, 
line, he would have another go and he'd use that as the wall and he'd do that flipping knuckle thing over that and it would go in like the bottom, the bottom corner of the goal, man. Like, his technique was just fucking unreal. I used to try and do that myself, mate. It wasn't good viewing, I can tell you. <laughs> I tried it once and I, I tried it once and it blew that and my flipping ACL. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I know I've scored a few goals, but like that local boy, I ain't got it. I ain't got that technique. You, you know what I mean, Johnny? When it, when he gets his foot at a at a right angle, like a yeah, yeah, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't do that. Medial ligament out. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even. I, to be fair, mate, I, I played for twenty-one years and I couldn't actually strike a football. You know, like when you, you see, could, like, like, you some fucking great volleys, some great goals. I know, but no, no, you know, off the floor, I couldn't strike a football. You know, like left footers, they've all got a lovely strike, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I could, I, I could have, <laughs> most left <Fingers> footers. <laughs> well, fucking, hell, you should see my right. <laughs> but I, I, I couldn't strike a ball properly. Michael Owen, Michael Owen couldn't kick it. Yeah. I'm glad you spoke about us in the same thing, aye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you went from fucking fat jump back into Mike Lowen. Mike Lowen was shit and all. <laughs> I, just fucking, I, just remember, I used to fucking hate playing against you two, man. You just fucking, you was all arms, you're trying to pin people, and then you'd be complaining to the referee like you, that we, we're, being, we're being too forceful. I'm like, both of you weigh like fucking twice as much as me. Like, what do you want me to do, man? Like, I'm fucking, because <laughs> yeah, honestly, because right. like, I was playing like left back and that, so you wouldn't go in the centre back. You'd like peel up onto the wing and be like, oh yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> probably, probably, I probably weigh three times more than you at minute. But I'm blaming yeah. lockdown. <laughs> it must have been a nightmare for defenders because we could shift as well, couldn't we, Johnny? Oh wow, we're rapid, eh? <laughs> running behind all day. <laughs> Deceptive. Deceptive. That's what I used to say about Hendo. He was fucking, he had that deceptive. Yeah. Well, still gives me nightmares in. He was just a fucking nasty, horrible bastard, weren't he? But the same thing, though, off the field, like, nicest guy in the world. Oh, yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We was at three clubs together. Millwall, Watford, and Sheffield. Like, at Sheffield, we... We was living both in this apartment building. Like, I had like penthouse apartments next door to each other. It was, it was called the, we used to call it the blue box because it was like a, a big blue building. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was, it was by around there. So he would just like knock on my door on like a Monday, like after training with like a pack of like beer. <laughs> and then next, like at three o'clock in the afternoon, next thing we were at student night, just in a nightclub, like probably like 20 people in there. Just like just me and him, like just drinking. I used to call him the liability. Did you did you fully <laughs> embrace the the going out and the drinking culture then? And did you did with the, without an issue in your fitness or? Fitness-wise, no. Going? I think yeah, yeah. I was. I never. When I used to go to training, I was never like you could never say, "Oh yeah, Jordan's been out." Um, like I was sluggish or whatever. But I think I remember one time at Sheffield United, me and obviously Hendo was going out a lot, and then Blackwell. Brought us in our office. It brought, it brought us in his office. So he's like, what the fuck do you want? So we're in there now and he's like, listen. Like, he's all serious. He's like, listen, guys. I've been hearing, like, you're having, like, pies in your apartment. Um, he says, next time. Why don't you invite me? He said, next time, give me an invite. <laughs> you know what? Me and Hendo was like, we didn't know what to say. He was like, oh, nah, I can't remember. Like, we haven't been having no parties. 
You've gone up in my estimations, in Blackwell. Yeah, yeah, Blackwell on the guest list at the Blue Box. <laughs> so I think, but I, probably, like I always, I always took uh, like playing football serious, like even training or like games. Um, but I think because I was single, like I, I did go out a lot. But for me, it never affected me what I did on the field. Yeah, hey, uh, talk to us like, about the um, the pre-game intimidation at Watford. Because that still gives us nightmares and all. So when when I went to Watford, we had AD Buford. We also had like Keith Minchin was a like a our uh, sports psychologist. So like what I, like man management and like just the way we approached the games, I'd probably say AD, especially in the first year, was like for me like one of the best because he used to break down the season into six game segments. So we always used to sit down in the room and he'd be like, okay. These are the six fixtures that we have. Out of these, how many points are we going to get? So we could say like 12 or 15. And it'd be like, okay, then. Well, if you hit that, you get like, I don't know, like we get your Xbox and PlayStation and a big flat screen to, to play in the, in the room. So we've done that. So then it'd be like, okay, this is the next six segments. And it, it got to a stage where we was, we was booking trips to Dubai. Like if, if we made it, it was like, okay. <laughs> If we if we win these six six games, we go to we're gonna go to Dubai. And I remember the game, it was against Coventry, and I think Kingy scored the winner and his celebration was like as if he was lying down on a sunset. Because <laughs> 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 we knew we knew he was gonna go to uh, go to go to Dubai. But just you always just say you can beat beat the opponent like before the, the whistles even start. So I'm the coach from the hotel to the to the stadium. We'd, we'd have like inspiration. We had like this inspiration video, and it'd be like clips of each player doing something good, whether it's scoring a goal, defending, and then you'd have like little snippets of like Gladiator, uh, any given Sunday, like going through his talk. So then by the time we get to like the change room, everyone's amped. So then he'd play it again in the in the locker room before we went out, and then we'd all go in a circle before the before the game, and he'd pick a person to do the speech. And then they would do the speech and everyone's like, yeah, like amped up. And then by the time we get in the tunnel, we're just loud saying, work time, guys. And then we'd have big dad Shitu, like topper, like walking <laughs> up and down. like, <laughs> And like, if you look in the final, like when we played Leeds, we just like, we just constant, like just loud. And you can see like the Leeds guys like looking at us like, look at these fucking freaks. But in my mind, we'd already won before we even went on the field. You know what I mean? Like we just... You, we just done it as a as a way to kind of intimidate, and sometimes sometimes it worked. Yeah, I'm praying I don't get the nod for the talk. If I'm in that <laughs> circle, I'm praying I'm not getting the nod. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing because it was good because it kind of made you come out your show because we had guys the same yeah. that didn't really want to talk, but then it, you you could see some people would like when they done their speech, you could see they were struggling, but everyone was like, we didn't really care about what you were saying. We just you could see that he was trying and making an effort. So he just felt like uh, he, was, he, was more, he was more connected. Yeah. Uh, well, our, our, Lloyd's, our Lloyd's speeches, because uh, <laughs> uh, we, 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 I've obviously played against him loads of times, and then we see him in Vegas, and he's like, ah, all right, Parker. He's talking really slowly. Lloyd Doyle, all right, Parker. It's good hearing to it. He always looks like he's high. You were you were in Vegas when we seen him. In fact, well, the year year Watford might have gone up that year, did that? Lloyd were there. I can't remember who was there. Mariapo definitely. Yeah, Maps was there. 
All the lads were battering him because it might have either come down because I think he might have got a move. Yeah, because I, I, I think I left. I left. I think I did. I leave then, or did I leave? No, I think I left the year we were. The year we went down because that was the year. Then we had we started on a flyer, and then I think coming towards me and like AD would always go back and forth with like contract negotiations, and the money was up, and he was like, when I knew what everyone else was making, and obviously at the time I was playing left back, so I didn't expect to be like one of the top earners, but just kind of like a, a increase. And then he got to a stage of like, I said, Gaffer, like just don't worry about a contract. Like my, my, my contract was going to be up at the end of the season. I said, let's just see what happens at the end of the season and then revisit it. And then he started playing Matt Sadler and then started playing him. And then I think there was a phase he, he didn't do too well or he, Gaffer went to change the team and then brought me back in. And then I started playing and he took me back out and we was traveling to Scunthorpe. And then he said to me, uh, um, you know, when you do the formation and you're not in a team, so you think, fucking up. You know, the trainer's like, you, you're in the other team and you just want to batter the first team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You usually <laughs> do as well, by the way. Yeah. Most always, times, you usually, you usually do. You usually do. And then, like, the gap always look, probably changes something again, you know what I mean? So I remember just in the, in the training, like, being pissed. And then after the game... I said, I'm not traveling to Scunthorpe. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you're not, you've took me out of the team, not on, on Mary. You're doing it because of, I'm not, I haven't signed my contract. He's like, yeah, but I got to uh, look for the future. And this was like in March. So I said, okay, I'm not traveling. So he says, yeah, but what if uh, Sads gets injured? I said, yeah, but then you're just using me and I'm not going to jeopardize getting injured to, to like play for you. So it was like, okay. So then... I didn't travel to Scunthorpe, and then on the Monday, it rang me and said, you don't have to come in again. <laughs> and then probably a week later, I went to Derby County, like the training ground with Paul Dragon, and signed like a pre-contract with you. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I, like three ti- I like three times as much as what That's what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all what it's like, in the end. It's all- yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Without going into too much detail, do you know, because normally, if you're in the championship and you get promoted, you double your money, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did did that happen at, at Watford? Yeah, it, it happened. It happened at Watford, but then, like, obviously, when when you go down, it's vice versa, right? But people was like, on like big money back then in the championship, like five figure money. You know what I mean? Um, which was which was a lot to obviously a lot of players. And me, I didn't really expect to kind of like hit maybe like ten grand or something like that, but just a decent salary where it's like okay, justified for me me playing kind of thing and then we just couldn't, couldn't agree terms and then ended up going to Derby County like I said making like three times the amount of, of what of the Watford was offering me because oh, yeah. back then he, he, was a, he was a free right so he worked out like the, the busman so he didn't have to pay a fee so yeah. normally you got, you got, that, that went into you into what you earn as a, as a player obviously you had your differences towards the end with Eddie but at the start he must, you know, the impact that he had because it was against all odds that promotion, wasn't it? And the... yeah, we we was we was favourites to go down. I think. Yeah, yeah I remember. We was favourites to go down. Like I said, he like when he met me in the in the in the hotel, he was like, "Listen, just want you to bump forward. Like we're gonna score five goals, even if they score four. So then I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like this, like you could just see his enthusiasm. You know what I mean? And then going into the Premiership, he tried to like change it. Like we was, we was doing training sessions here, and that the pitch. So down the sidelines, eight yards in was like a dotted line. And he used to call that quality street. He used to say, when the fullback gets it, put it in fucking quality street. <laughs> then we had, 
in the corner flags, we had like a 10-yard arc, and he used to call that the horseshoe. <laughs> and he used to tell Shitu, get the ball, put it in the horseshoe. And then that's, like, <laughs> that's that was his, like, he's like, and then if we tried to play a bit, he was like, stop, stop. He used to pick up the ball. He said, this is what I'm going to do. Boom, like volley the ball into the fucking corner. He says, 65% of goals are scored in the opposition uh, third. That's what we're going to do. We've got the height. We've got the aggression. And like, after like two games, I remember playing Chelsea, like, and fucking John Terry was just dropping off and like, Shitty was just pinging balls and JT was just taking it down on his fucking business yeah. and just playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, just, it, it didn't work. And it was if so... You're gonna go with, if you're going to go with the chocolate theme... Like surely the surely the corner's got to be the Toblerone, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> put it in the, put it in the fucking Toblerone. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, and it was so strange because in the first first season, it was like we we did play direct to a certain point, but we still had like um, Ashley Young on the wing, like Amabuatsu or uh, McNamee or uh, Eagles when he came. Um, we had we had flair, you know what I mean. So even though we was direct, we still still played a bit. Whereas um, the when we, when we went to the prem, and it was, I remember we played Arsenal one time. So Henri's up front, so we get the ball, and I think Shooter does obviously one of them dive balls, and I'm obviously I'm tucked in now. So Henri's by me, so he turns around to me, he's like. Why do you guys play like this? Like why? No football, no football, and I'm just like. We're not quite as good as you, Thierry. So we've just, <laughs> exactly. best week. we've just got to do fucking best week, Gambian. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that, did, that, that didn't work, that style of play, man. And then obviously we, we went back down to the, to the championship. And then that was when me and AD was talking about like signing again. Because like, I was in my last year of my contract and I played most of the games. Um, but for whatever reason, couldn't, couldn't agree terms. It just yeah. shows you again, though, doesn't it? That sometimes you don't need to complicate it. If you just give footballers incentives, you'd be amazed at what, what happens, even if it's days off. Yeah, of course. And, and that's, it's um, like, I've, obviously, when I was at Derby, I had like fucking Nigel Clough there that me and him, for some reason, I didn't, I didn't even do nothing wrong. And even like Sav and all them people was like, Jordan, like, what have you done? Like, have you said something to him? And I'm like, done nothing. But he, what he was doing, he was making me come in. First, he was making me come in super early, not training with the first team. Um, I have to just do like weights and just run. And what I do is I come in super early and I park in his space. <laughs> 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 so from there, you made me come in the afternoons. So I would come in and at that, at, at that time, I had um, I had a Lamborghini, so I used oh, to come in. What? Oh, what? I, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I would come in, I would come in, like just as they're finishing, and you have you been to Derby County? You've got like a long like driveway, so I'd put the put the windows down, blast the music, and just go, and just come down and be like beeping all the boys, saying, "Hey, boys, how you doing?" <laughs> So it was different, man. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We've had uh, we had Neil Neil Collins on the other day who had Clough at Sheffield United, and we didn't talk about it, right? But Clough ruined his career. Well, near enough ruined his career, like proper. Yeah, he was he was, was horrible, man. He's like, and then he would have you training, you'd have you like playing reserve games and playing you out of position. Like he'd be playing me like centre back for the reserves. So like obviously if somebody's watching, I was playing centre back, and then you would have you would have would have to after the games. First of all, pre-season, you know, you, you do the uh, kick races and I like do all the photo shoots and all that. So he's doing that. And then uh, when it comes to the official one, he says, uh, you're not in it. So I just went to the front. I said, listen, I've got two more years left on my contract. I'm probably going to be here longer than you. So fuck you. And then just walked off. And then obviously all the boys are like, like sniggering and that. Because in my mind, I was just, I would do things that wouldn't get me fined, but would, would push, it, push it to the edge. You know what I mean? Because at the end yeah. of the day, like, why would you do that? Why not just speak to me and say, Jordan, yeah. I'm, I'm going in a different, different way. Um, I'm bringing in these players. He brought in a bunch of players from like Burton and that. Like, this is, I want to sh- shrink the, the wage bill. If I can, I'm going to get you a move. And at the time, the, the chairman was the, who was the chairman that went to Hull? Adam Pearson. Yeah, Adam Pearson. So he, he was like, oh, Jordan, like, I don't know what's going on between you and, Cluffy, but obviously I'm going to help you out any way I can. So he was like super, like, like when it came to him understanding, he didn't really, he didn't take sides with Cluffy. Mm-hmm. He was just basically saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, try my best to, to get you a move. So then managed to to get a move to Sheffield United. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was on the verge of signing for Newcastle, but they signed. Um, he was a Spanish lad that went to Liverpool. Enrique. 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 So, yeah, I, think, I, think they, I think they've done better. <laughs> How did you find his managing style in general? Because a lot of lads have said, you know, very relaxed. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yeah. Look, his, his, trainings, his trainings was awful. Like, like for me, like, like everything about him, I hate him. Bro. Like, and I don't, I don't hate a lot of people in football. Like, just the, just the way he treat people. And just the way he was and like anything he, I don't know if he was trying to replicate his father or what, but just for me, man, I, I, I didn't get on one bit with him. I didn't really, I, obviously I had no conversation with him, but just the way, and there was like me, Roy Carroll, um, uh, who else was that? Another guy that he was doing this too. And I don't know, for some reason he thought we'd, we'd all snap, but we was just having banter together. And luckily the fitness coach, he kind of like understood us and, kind of like tried to make it as easy as he could um but yeah man it's and I think that's what I love especially back then you had a lot of managers that would try and do that stuff if they didn't want you there they've done all these things that try and like make you come in on a Sunday on your own like make make you an outcast and those type of things but luckily for me I just had the, the, the personality to like just think about okay then I'm getting paid to get fit and as long as I, I do the right thing and not create 
uh, environment where he could ever say Jordan's a bad apple, then yeah. I just I would just like just keep coming and doing because if you if you do that if you go down that talking road and be like ah oh, okay I'm not doing this then as soon as you get the bad apple you know it's like in football you're done. Yeah, yeah. it's people talk. People talk. Yeah, exactly. And it's you you know as small even though football's a big sport like it's it's such a small community man. So it all oh, yeah. boiled down to him just wanting you out the club. That's what it all started from. Just wanting me out the club, but then never said it to me. Like never said, Jordan, um, you're not in my plans or anything. Never, I never sat down with him once. Just it went from me playing a couple of games to then me not being involved to then, okay, trying to make you come in in, in the mornings and in the afternoons. And through all this, through the, and I think it was probably for about three months it happened. For all this time frame, like no no communication on like what what was the issue, and that's why everyone was confused. It was like Jordan, we don't know what what you've done. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was it was, it was a strange. Enjoying it? strange... <laughs> Were you enjoying it there before he arrived? Paul Jewell there before. Yeah, Jagger was there before. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like like we had a like great great stadium, great fan base, great training ground, like. Had some good players. Obviously, Sab was there that, that I knew as well. Um, maybe didn't do as... And the thing was, because it was a season after they got relegated where they got the minimal points. Um, so maybe there was, a, there was kind of like that still doom and gloom. And I think Jags tried to change it by bringing in a bunch of players and that kind of thing. And yeah, we, we did okay, but we didn't probably do as well as, as people expected. So And then obviously, he got the... He got the tic-tac and then that's when Cluffy came in and brought in his players from like Burn and those type of things. And like for me, just he just the part of my career that's probably the, the time, even though I was making like good money, it just wasn't like a, a good time. Like I would never I would never let him see that I was never happy because I didn't want yeah. him to to feel like he was doing doing the doing his the thing right. But for me it's just it's just it's kinda of, I think I was there for like eighteen months, I think, and it's just it, yeah, it went great. Who lasted longer, you or uh, Cluffy? Cluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Todd have been there at Derby, were you? We yeah, a few, Toddy. A few Toddy. tales about Andy Todd in the in the past about him being a bit of a bit of a scrapper. Yeah, he was fucking top man though, man, Toddy. Like I used to love him. Like he was, he was, he was quiet for the most part, but like. He would, he would like say like little things like here and there that used to just fucking make you just laugh out loud, man. But he was, Old he school. Was, I, yeah, I used to love Taddy, man. He got the eyes, and he got the he got the do not fuck with me eyes. It yeah, he never messed. Just he, he was one person you never messed with. Never. Yeah, used to look at him, look like just look at him and like, right, okay, no, no problem, mate. If you say yeah, it's Sunday, it's Sunday. Yeah, everyone. Like, you know when people used to just mess around? Like, I remember at Derby, we used to, like, people was going to shit and then Sav would get fucking the... We'd have, like, a little um, ice where you used to fucking... Ice ice bath. So we'd get the water and fucking chuck it over here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and when you're on the shit, so before training, so, like, all your clothes... Like, <laughs> Did he ever get too much fear, Savage? Because a few lads said he absolutely brilliant, but you just take it to a point where it just got too far. Sav, no. Ben Thatcher. Fuck it, that guy. <laughs> we would be, like, 
some of the stories are fucking touchable. I remember one time we went to we was in um, La Manga. So we were, in, we were all uh, getting ready to go to training. So, you know, you go to the, the kit man's room, like grab your stuff and like leave. So Snatch has obviously gone there, probably one of the last persons who got the, got the key off uh, Paul McAndrews, the, the kit manager, gone in, took his kit, <laughs> took, a, took his shit on the bed, closed all the, closed all the windows, opened all the curtains, put the heating on full blast and left. So we've gone to training. So by the time obviously we've got back to the uh, to the hotel, when, when Maka opened the room, he said he nearly vomited. Just from the <laughs> Not my like, like, oh. like it been up barbecue with that, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> medium run. Oh Jesus. He was fucking. He was hilarious. I mean, oh, he, if someone had like new trainers, he would like. Say if someone had like Stan Smith, for instance, you'd get a marker, put like a Nike tick and like come out and start doing like sliding tackles and booting balls and like in your trainers. <laughs> Sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, but you wouldn't like that, would you? <sighs> but yeah, for me, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's part and parcel of it. Like even for me, I remember I got like a, this Prada wash bag, like brand new for Christmas. And then, you know, you come in and you have to sign a bunch of, uh, shirts and that I remember putting my wash bag at the front and like snatch signed his fucking sandy signature on my on my brandy, brandy. <laughs> so he's just gone to pick like just pick up off the table as if he's just under the ball or the shirt and he just start fucking yeah, just, just sign, sign my flipping Prada bag I was pissed oh. <laughs> like fresh like from Christmas from my mum and dad and that like I was, <laughs> <laughs> so you went you went from Derby to Sheffield United obviously for for another year yep um and we've heard, should we say, mixed reviews on Kevin Blackwell? No, we no nothing's mixed. There's no nothing mixed. <laughs> no, no mixed review. We've heard he's a fucking ball bag. <laughs> nothing. There's been nothing mixed about it. We've only heard bad things. Yeah. Would you would me, you concur? Like, with me, I never, I never. He was never like a manager that I thought, like I hate this guy. I think he he, he could rub the people the wrong way. And things that he'd done and like just the way like if I don't know half time he'd come in and it would just like start like yelling at people like just kind of just more angry than kind of constructive you know what I mean and then normally that would in involve conversation between a player so I could see I could see that but with me like personally I didn't really have any like issues with with him as, as such um Obviously, I went there and I was playing and then got to a stage where I was and I signed a two-year deal. And I remember in the summer, I was in, I was in LA and I got a phone call from like a, a Greek team, like a Greek, Greek agent says, uh, Sheffield United said that we, can, that, we can, um, that we can sign you. And I was like, I got a year left on my contract. So I spoke to my, spoke to my agent. He spoke to uh, Kevin Blackwell and he was like, oh yeah, like Jordan can go. So then that's how I ended up going to Greece. But it's funny when I was when I was signing for Sheffield, when my agent was doing a deal, we agreed like a an amount, and then when the the form come through, it was a thousand pound more a week. So like my agent at the time was like, "Oh, like what should we do?" I said, "Sign it." Sign <laughs> it. I said, "Pass me a pen. Pass me a pen." I said, "Once I sign it, it's done." So <laughs> signed it. Faxed it. Faxed it back. Next thing, about three minutes later. My agent rang me saying, I just have Blackwell on the phone saying, 
you're a fucking scheming prick. Da 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 da. We we, we said he was going to be this amount, and you signed this amount. So then we had to like redo it. <laughs> oh, so you didn't get it. So, so I didn't get it, man. I didn't get it. Oh, you know, oh. To be fair, my agent is shy. He never fucking checked. Never, never even looked was, at it. That's what I said. I, I was like, I just bleed a bit. I was like, well, I just. That's why before we signed, I just signed it. Like I didn't really look. <laughs> but, <it's> funny, man. <laughs> but but yeah, during my time, it was it was okay. Um, obviously, how did you do personally? Before. Pardon? How did you do personally that? Like my time there, I felt I felt was fine, um, and then just just didn't get the rub of the green really of not not playing that much. Because one yeah. thing one thing players have said about Blackwell is that the ne he never really got the best out of players. So like. We could have some some of the best players in the league, and he'd almost bring them down to a level. Yeah, the yeah. Hard, hard working team or whatever. But he never really got his best. Like, say you were an attacking fullback. Yeah, he'd never really give you a license. You know, like Boothroyd said to you. you can yeah, it would, yeah, yeah. It's definitely what you said. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be like, oh, I want you to attack. He'd be more of like, just like, only go if you think like it's it's a good time to go. You know what I mean? So you kind of like. <laughs> Wayne Wayne's flipping the gun to go after to see if he can yeah. like overlap. Do <laughs> you get on with the Do you get on with the other lads at Sheffield United? We've had uh, Glenn Little, Matt Gallen, Chris Morgan. Oh. Yeah, I got on with all, with all the with all the boys. Like it was it was all like a good group of lads, and we do have like kangaroo court on Fridays, and the banter was always flying. Um, and like for me, we didn't. There was no like people was like arguing or there wasn't like a toxic toxic uh, environment or anything like that. Um, but what's, just what's the crap kangaroo court for the listeners that don't the list, listeners that might not know. So kangaroo court is so during the week, if for instance I go in the I go in the shower and I have the we have a policy of having to wear flip flops and I didn't have flip flops on, then when we got to kangaroo court. One of the other boys would be like, "Yeah, Jordan didn't have flip flops on, so that's a five pound fine." And then it's up to you whether you want to fight it. And then obviously you can appeal, and then you have to talk in front of the in front of the the court. And then people say, "Okay, yeah, I agree," but you you was always guilty if your name came out. <laughs> yeah. But you got you got sometimes you got serious. Like people used to be like, "No, I'm not paying," and then they'd go to kangaroo court, and everyone because you know. If they say you're guilty, like raw you up even more. So I'll be like, they tell their story and they'll be like, nah, guilty. And then they just get pissed and just like walk out. <laughs> if, if you don't take it to court, it's it's double. You've got to pay double on your fine yeah. if you lose. Right. Exactly. Right. Yep. Basically, it's just if like, you appeal, it's, if, you, yeah, if you appeal and lose, and then it's double. But when it was like a lot of money, or if it was like, uh, uh, I think if you, if you did something uh, for like three times, then it it was doubled or tripled, for instance. Then people was just like, nah, I'm just going to pay. Who's cheering the court? Who's, who's got the hammer? It was, it was Blackwell's assistant, the old guy. Sam Ellis? Yeah, yeah. Sam Ellis, judge, juror, yeah, so, and executioner. Yeah, so he was, he was, he was, uh, he was, uh, he was in charge <laughs> of everything. And he, he, he was like, you might as well just not appeal. <laughs> very, very... I've only ever seen I've only ever seen probably like three three percent of people who's gone to court win. Yeah, it's it never it never normally ends well. So most of the time, it's, most of the time, the only reason it's funny is because 
people have it stored up and then you see them snitch on you on a Friday, you're like, ah, oh, this fucking motherfucker. Like, okay, next week, what? <laughs> well, we're bringing witnesses in. We're bringing witnesses. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like that, yeah? It's like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, but lads are like that, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll back it up, I'll back it up, knowing that the fines are going to go into the Christmas junk kitty. Exactly, Yeah, right? I'll back it up, I'll back it up. And as soon as... <laughs> Sure as a judge start, yeah, fucking all right, yeah. Exactly. And then you're like, don't worry, you, you get the money back. You get the money back, Christmas, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like you say, though, if it's a fiver, you're not appealing that. But when it starts getting 50, yeah, when it's 50, yeah, when, it's, when it gets above 20 pound and that, <laughs> you have to really consider, like, what are my options? <laughs> <laughs> or, Can I get a lawyer? Or, or you set like a court in it, you just talk to one of the boys and listen. Like, don't do this. I'll, I'll look after you next time. <laughs> yo, I'm gonna be honest with you, right? You could take fucking Kardashian in, mate. You still, you still pay double. <laughs> you can take OJ Simpson, Kardashian, and you still pay double. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. <laughs> How did you get on in Greece? Because we've had a couple of lads on who played over there, and it was a shambles. Yeah, was it? And the thing Never is, well, going. Uh, when, pardon? Nathan Ellerton go here. Yeah, he was he was there before, so I would right. I would speak to him on the phone and be like, oh, what's he like over there? He's like, yeah, the Duke. And he was like, yeah, it's because it's, I was with him at, obviously, Derby. He's like, you love it over here. Like, it's cheap. Like, the people are friendly. So I was like, okay. Went over with my agent in the summer. They took us all around. Um, and, like, where, where we was, we was right by the beach. I was like, always wanted to play abroad. Let's go over there. So went over there. And then everything was fine, like getting paid on time, team was doing well, I was playing. And then after Christmas, started losing a few games. And where our stadium is, the owner had a hotel um, on the same complex. So we started losing and then you'd make us stay in the hotel during the week. And your family could only come during a certain amount of time. So it was almost like being in like open prison. <laughs> so then that stuff started happening. Then sporting director told like there was like me uh george bertang like we'd always go to like athens and like go out uh, to other cities and he'd he'd say if you wanted to go to another city you had to get uh approval from him and i was like oh i'm like a big man like i'm i'm not like 12 year old kid you know what i mean so that's like that and then we stopped getting paid on time so it happened i think in january we didn't get paid till the middle of feb and then I was like, this is BS. And then I was like, what's going on? He says, oh, don't worry about it. This is just the way it works in Greece. So I said, okay, I'll give it one more pay period. Happened again. So I said, fuck this. And then in March, I just left. And I, so I had another year on my, on my contract. So I just left because I was like, this, I can't fucking live like this. Yeah. But if, if, it, if, it, if it was getting paid on time, it would have been perfect because they pay for your accommodation. They give you a car. Like, Sunny weather's nice, beach. super cheap. Yeah, it's super cheap to live, but just financially, it's a mess, man. I tell you what, I do need to bring up, mate. That Malky Mackay. Oh, fuck you know. Oh, let, it go, let, let it go, John. Let it go. No, no, mate, because what a fucking horrible <laughs> that is. <laughs> Jordan likes it. <laughs> no, I don't know. That is always what he's really like. Yeah, not now. Like you know, same as same as George just said. Then we training with kids and all that. There's no there's no need. But we were like training as a, a four or five on his own. Like, even with yeah, the that's kids. What I'm and that's what I think. Like maybe from from when he was playing to when he transitioned to being a manager, 
like you see it a lot, right? You see a player and then all of a sudden they used to play one way, but then when they become manager, they're playing like this fucking kick it down the line shit. You know what I mean? Like some, yeah. some, some, yeah, that quality street, like sometimes just people. <laughs> Put people, it in the fucking chopper room. Put it in the chopper room. <laughs> some people just change when they, when they, when they have a different role. Which they shouldn't, because you should have your say, you should know right of how the game should be played. But just some people, not, not, not even about that, George. It's more just how to deal with people, deal with people, players. Yeah, on, on a personal level, yeah. Like yeah. they should never. No one. Why would you have someone train? Like speak to them. Like it's not like yeah. you're a kid. Like you're 16. Like you're a big man. Like that you should come up to you, but sometimes they're too scared because they don't want that confrontation, right? So they're like, well, yeah. I'm going to do this and I'm going to try and get him out of the team, like, which is fucking dinosaur way. And if you think of the best managers that you played for, if you ask any member of the squad, they wouldn't have a bad word to say about the manager in terms of it, whether they're playing or not. But so, yeah, it more, it wasn't, I just wasn't in the team. But exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that they've got to like try and save money uh, on the budget. We if you if you'll just fuck off, if you're it's, I don't know, say if you're on I don't know three hundred grand a year, and he can bully you and do X Y Z and save that three hundred grand because you just leave for nothing. He's yeah. half, the, the club's half one, aren't they? Yeah, they have, but then but. They, from them, from you signing a contract with that club, then that, that, that should be it, right? You, your contract should be, okay, unless somebody buys you, they have to honour it. Like, it can't be like no school degree of like, okay, let's, let's try and get this guy out by making him train with the kids or like pissing him off so much that he wants to leave. Like, that's fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, why it's not? Ha- it, it's, it's happened to Amni, like, it's happened to me, oh. it's happened to you, it's happened to. Uh, 50 people that we've played with. Yeah, it's happened to so many people. And I think now, it's, I don't know if it happens as much now, um, but it's, it's one of them things that needs to be eradicated for sure because, like, in the day, you've signed a contract with a team. So it doesn't matter who the manager who's come in. He still, he still has to work with the team he's got unless he can either go and get your move or you have a move yourself that you can say, okay, well, because if it's all the way around where he wants to keep it, but you want to leave, like, and they're stalling, then they're, they're, they're keeping you for the, for the sake, just to not play you, but just they want more money. You're the arsehole then. Yeah, because you know, when you put in the transfer request in, like all the fans saying, oh, yeah, this prick, but if it was somebody normal that could get offered another job where they could make more money and it would be, I don't know, they could progress. And then they're all firm or their old office saying, now nah, you're not going. They'll be like, well, forget you. But in football, I think just because obviously fans have a, have a feeling that obviously it's part of their club, which they ultimately should do. But then the back scenes, they, they sometimes don't see like, okay, why did he point a transfer request? What's, what are the reasons? Why does he want to leave? Mm. I've, I've, said it, I've said it on here many times, right? Unless you're playing for the team that you supported as a child, you don't give a fuck who you're playing for. Yeah. You don't True, know and, No, of course, because you know how how fickle football is if like if you get injured, like say if you got injured with three months left and you done your ACL and your contract was up, unless you're flipping CR seven or or Messi or one of these players, they're not gonna keep you. They're not gonna be like, Okay, well you're a good player, so we're just gonna 
wait till you get fit again because they're like, well, why are we wasting all this money on this player where we can let him go and bring in someone maybe cheaper? <coughs> yeah. Probably, you know, give me uh, Luke's, Dave Lucas at Preston. Man, are you? Oh, no, sorry. I wasn't I wasn't you. Uh, but Dave Lucas were at Sheffield Wednesday just negotiating his, his, his new contract. Yeah. <coughs> so, he, I, and he were flying, by the way, fucking flying. Same, I've done his ACL. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, we have 500 quid a week till you fit. <laughs> Luke's just went, Luke's just went, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, absolutely, you... that's, fuck off. You know what I mean? So, you know when, you know when fans are on about, uh, like, loyalty of players and all that? Mate, Luke, Luke's was just about to sign a fucking really big deal, just negotiating. Done his, done his ACL or whatever. Five hundred pound a week to you get fit. Fuck off. What, what would he? What would he been offered? Just to try and work it out. Try and rationalise this war. Obviously, I don't know them figures, but he'd probably be probably talking four hundred grand a year. So you'd think that not even if they didn't meet in the middle, just meet. Yeah, somewhere yeah, that, that's understandable. That's respectable to what he's done for the club and what he can achieve in the future going forward for him. Yeah, Respect, or do it in a, a way. respectable amount. Yeah, and then yeah. Or take do it in a way where the... you have a base, you have a base salary and a high appearance. So then, at least you can see and be like, okay, when I do get fit, I know I'm gonna do well and play, and then obviously I get that appearance money, and then obviously yeah, renegotiate yeah. from there. Thing is, Johnny, you've just said about about loyalty players and whatever. If they did do that, if they did offer him a decent enough, considering he was injured, and then he did come back, he'd burst his balls for for the club then. Oh, I course would, I. Of course, yeah. Burst his balls, and you would. Yeah, of course, because so you, then, you, you feel like you feel like you you owe them. Obviously, not owe, but like you you feel like a sense of gratitude for them sticking with you, right? So then you're like, okay, well, when I do get fit, I'm gonna fucking do my best to to prove why 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 you guys should have kept me. I think in football as well, because of how much money is involved and. Like, take the Premiership, for example. Like, there's so much at stake to stay in the Prem. Like, clubs ain't got, like, two, three years to wait around. They need, like, they need now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then, that's why, I think it, today. It, that's why I think it's harder to, to make it as a professional yeah. uh, footballer now than it was back in the day because you, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have players filtering in from the reserve team into the first team and kind of, like, learning the trade, getting, like, sprinklers <laughs> of games. Whereas now, it's like, you're going to get someone I learned from here or we need to buy someone else we need to bolster our, our squad so then the young kids are trying to come through for, for, if you flip it on its head from the club's point of view I do kind of get that the, 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 so it's from a player's point of view it's hard work but mm. I do of kind course of, it's a business anyway. oh, that's I, the way you gotta look at it it's I a business do, I like, do get at the end of the day like we're just we're at the bottom tier even though we're the ones that obviously help generate the money of, of, the, of, the, of the club at the end of the day we're not the ones that have to look at all these budgets of how much we need to spend and or how much money we we get from staying in the Prem. So for them guys, it's like Saturday's like okay revenue, it's just revenue, and then okay over the the course of fifty two weeks of the year, like how much we're gonna make if we stay in the Prem? What's it gonna? Are we gonna be in the red? Are we gonna be in the black? That's all they care about. George, I go even lower. I mean, you know, if, if I'm the manager at Rochdale, I can yeah. get a player, a player, I can get a player from Liverpool, I can get a player from Man U. Yep. A player from Man City, and I can get for a free. player from 
for fuck all. For free. As long as they as long as as long as Rochdale play starts them, they play they play their salary. Pay You've got three three or four of your team starting that you're not even paying. No. And probably better than most of the players there. Yeah. We what does that what does that mean to Joe Bloggs who's been a League Two player for seven years? Not playing. You have, to go, you have to go you have to go non league. We yeah. got McCade. Remember McCade from Man U? We got, yeah, him, we, got yeah, yeah. we got him on loan at Donny. And he's an unbelievable lad. Great fella. But he just wasn't bothered. But if yeah. he wasn't playing, he'd cost the club an absolute fortune. Yeah. And that's like, he, was he being picked every week? Yeah. He, he because played. for that reason. Yeah. And he, 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 wasn't, he, he wasn't ready for championship football. He wasn't built for championship football. I think it's different, yeah. different kind of it's a different kind of style. Yeah. You talk, you're talking doubt like thousands upon thousands just, and he's playing just so they didn't have to pay that. Like this exactly. is championship football. This is championship football as well. We're yeah. talking like League Two and, and and whatever playing in the championship. And he's getting picked just so they didn't have to pay for him his, his monthly salary. Yeah, yeah it's, that's, it was, that's unfortunately that's the way it is, man. Well, you left. Uh, Greece then could could you just end your contract yeah I just oh. basically said I just told him just to give me uh, June and July money and they gave me as a check so I took that to England in my head I'm thinking this is going to fucking bounce but yeah. <laughs> luckily both, both of the checks went through and then obviously I didn't have a team so then um, I remember speaking to an agent he says oh you can have a uh, trial at Millwall they're looking for a left back and it was uh, Kenny Jackie was the 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 manager at the time. So I went there, down there for like, I think it was like four days, trained down there and then they signed me uh, after four days. So then I was there. The same kind of thing, like just that dinosaur mentality of like, just because I was, I don't know, not loud, but just kind of like having banter and that. I don't think he really liked it. And me and Hendo was there as well at the same time. So then he was, I don't think he wanted me to, uh, just to focus on football or maybe thought that I wasn't focusing on football because I was having a laugh and a joke all the time. So then he got to a stage of I wasn't playing. Um, and then I remember one time I didn't travel and he says, oh, you don't have to come back in. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trained because even if you don't want me, my contract's in the season and I want to stay fit. So then I remember ringing the, the fitness guy. I said, I'm going to want to come in to, to do a workout. He says, yeah, okay, fine. And then assistant manager, was it Joe, Joe Allen? I think it is. He's assistant and he was, he rang me back like five minutes later. He says, oh, Gaffer doesn't want you to come in. So just whatever you need to do, just do it on your own. So from there, I didn't, I didn't go in back to, back to Millwall. <laughs> what do you think, what do you think it was like? Obviously that's a couple of clubs in a row now that you're saying that. Do you think it's just a lack of understanding of you? If you're saying, you know, because you're saying you like to have the banter, you like to having a laugh and um, those those types of managers, because they're all old school managers then that we talked about in the last three clubs. Are they yeah, thinking that you're maybe. not putting it in? Maybe, but the, th but the thing is, like I was never, if you'd ask any people that, like when I trained and that, even if you ask people now, like no, there would, I guarantee no one would say Jordan like ever touched up training or he never was at it or he took the piss. Like for me, I don't know, for some reason, just I don't know if, like you said, if it was, because I had that like character where I was kind of like loud and like boisterous and like having banter with people. Maybe they just thought that I didn't really was focused on the job at hand. But 
for me, I, I would, if I could go back, I'd never change what 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 I was like because that's yeah. just my personality. I'm, if they, and if that obviously happened, then there's nothing I can do. But obviously, it weren't like they I, they released me and then I couldn't get another club. So you know what I mean? It's like okay, yeah. maybe they didn't understand that, but it's not like my talent overshone how how I was perceived. Bearing in mind as well the amount of times people come on and they go the manager's just like this around the place he's just like me crack around the place so I think yeah. it's more about the manager than it does you in a way yeah is that the most sensible conversation we've ever had on this show lads I think so it's, it's quite up there <laughs> 90 episodes we've fucking finally got into football nitty gritty haven't we <laughs> doesn't suit us at all does it so did you enjoy it Millwall um... it's a whole takeaway Take away Kenny Jacket, the lads, the the environment. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't one of my it wasn't one of my my favorite places to be, but it was at the time me trying to come back and there was in the championship and coming from Greece. I thought it was going to be like a great opportunity, but just it didn't it didn't end that way. Tell us about the American dream. That's what we're all here for. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was I think it was 2012. I was playing in charity game with Dion Dublin and Darren Huckabee. And I didn't, I didn't have a team. So Hooks was, me and Hooks were talking. He was like, oh, what are you going to do? I was like, oh, I think, like, I want to play in America if I can. So then he was like, uh, well, he used to play for the Quakes. So the, the manager at the time, he had his number. So he was like, oh, I'll speak to Frank Yeller. So I just hit him up. I was like, Frank, this is Jordan. Like, got your number off hooks. Um, seeing if I could just fly out there for like 10 days just to get a feel of, of how everything runs over there. See if it's kind of similar to, to England. And he'd played for Ipswich back in the day, I think. Um, so I went out there for like 10 days. Ended up staying for like three weeks. Like, loved it out there. Played a couple of reserve games. Um, and then he wanted to sign me. But couldn't, couldn't agree personal terms. So I came back. And then I signed for Nuts County and then left there and then went to commentary in January. Um, and then that's when the assistant manager then became the manager of the Quakes. So then he rang me and was like, our oh, um, season's going to be starting. Um, we want you to come over um, in July after your contract finishes at commentary. So I said, okay, agreed terms. And then literally just went out there in two, July 2013. And then from there, and I, I knew I, was, I wasn't going to come home. One, because I wanted to stay in America. And two, normally when you go to America, they kind of perceive it's like your last leg of the journey. Um, so I knew it would be more difficult to come back to England, even though I didn't want to come back. And then it was the easiest way for me to get my green card as well. So, yeah, once I got that, I, was, I knew I wasn't going to come home. <laughs> How did you get your green card? How many years? So it took a year and a half. Um, and the club... Basically, what happens is when you're international, the club want to give you a green card because then you're not classed as an international player. And you only can have, I think, seven international uh, players on the roster. So from, for them, like, they, they try and expedite as quick as possible to, to get international green cards. So like, after a year and a half, like, I, I had my green card. So from there, I was set. It sounds the perfect club to start the American dream, the Quakes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just speak to the quakes. So, the, the mentality over there is so different because it's because like well soccer over there or over here is like it's probably like the fifth sport out of all the different sports: NFL, NBA, 
baseball, hockey, and then uh, football. So you'd, you'd like play games, win, lose, or draw. And it was more like a family environment. It's kind of like just a day out. Oh, let's go and watch like a, a football game. So even if you lost, it'd be like, oh, well done, guys. Well done. Does it lose that competitive edge, though? It doesn't, not, not for me, because I just think, I feel like you're ingrained with that. Like, as soon as you play, it's like anything, like, yeah. you want to win. Like, when I beat Brownie at FIFA, I knew I wanted to beat him bad, so. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Chris, cut that bit out, mate. <laughs> not having that. <laughs> so, obviously, when I, when I knew that's a competitive edge, I don't want to lose, because I knew he'd be trying to talk shit afterwards, so I had to, I had to serve yeah. him up in a piece of humble pie. So, <laughs> uh, the the difference is is when you I don't know at half time when you you're trying to get your point across. I think just the mentality over over here is like it's always been like well done, right? It's never like if someone's not doing their job, sort the fuck out. Otherwise, you need to start doing something else. Whereas yeah. when I when I first came and I started doing that, you could see people was like getting their shower. Or, after the game, they like wouldn't talk to you, and they, they they took it more personal. So I think that's kind of the biggest the biggest change from like England to America is where they don't take criticism as well as maybe in England yeah. because they've always been put in that pedestal of like, oh, you're a good player, and like, yeah. you know what I mean. Whereas that's in England, like yeah. like I said before, like you have all these older guys, even if you was banging in goals, like. Next thing, I'm fucking sweeping the changing room floor. So, like, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Was it yeah. was it at Phoenix that you played with Drogba? Yeah. So, the, did at, it, at was Phoenix, he still? Did he still have it? You know the oh, the, yeah. the drive. Yeah, and which was because at the time there was me, Peter Ramage, Sean Wright Phillips. When we knew Dids was gonna come, we was like, oh, I wonder what he's gonna be like. Is he gonna like toss it off, or is yeah. he just kind of like he's gonna be playing like a part role? Because he, he was he was gonna be part owner. So he's just going to be like on the bench and come on. But now, from the from the get go, he was he was on board and like even with like the food stuff, he's like we need the proper food, we need food afterwards straight away. So he kind of like made it more professional than if he if he wasn't there. Um, yeah. And like obviously on the field, he didn't run around as much, but when he's just absorbing the ball and like just holding off like all these kids. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing now, mate? Over there, are you? You've gone on to Pastures New, are you still keeping into the, in the game? No, so, so I retired 2017, so then for the first year um, or year and a half, like just took, just disconnected basically, just was daddy daycare with my, with my little girl Sienna and then just kind of was just at home, just kind of taking it easy, you know, like I, I, I was played, I think 19 years, um, so then I just didn't want to like do anything to be honest, just wanted to like just kick back and relax and try, try and let my body heal. <laughs> but yeah, after that, um, started, started working uh, with my friend, Nick Swimman, who's like uber su successful, um, sold Zappos, which was like online shoes company in America. Um, and then he had, he's got like a bunch of different like concepts. Uh, one is dozen boxing where we was, we was a gym. We had a couple of gyms in LA and, um, in Berlin game, which is North California, and obviously with the COVID stuff now, now we we pivot in to do online um, workouts. So we're in the process of, of shooting stuff for that, um, and then other concepts that he's doing, super villains, trying to embrace uh, the super villain in us all. <laughs> and, and what's that? What do you mean? What, what's so 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 super villains? We, we, it's kind of like a three way 
prongs, like uh, partnerships, apparel, um, and then kind of just embracing of, especially the way social media is, is you think, okay, if I want to be an athlete, I have to be a certain way. Whereas we showcase that you can be someone like, I don't know, for instance, like Michael Jordan, everyone hates him if, the, if they're not a Bulls fan, right? But if, if you're a Bulls fan, you love him. But at the same time, at the same time you're embracing what he does for the game. Um, so, whereas, for instance, with supervillains, if you don't have to be that clean guy to make it and you can kind of stay within your skin and be successful rather than just thinking, oh, okay, well, I need to act one way, otherwise I'm not going to become an athlete. So we kind of, we do it in a way where we have like images and, and, and different types of, we're going to do stories on, on different players of, of their times. Like, I don't know, people like John Daly, Dennis Rodman, those type of players where, they John Parkins, John Parkins, Joe. John Parkins went a little bit like that. John Parkins, you know, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everyone wanted to be a certain way, but he's still scoring his goals. You know what I mean? So it just, just, it just kind of, we just, we, we're trying to embrace the, the, the villain that we all have and to, to showcase that you don't have to be that clean cut guy to be successful in sport. Like I think you're probably the most switched on guest we've had on in terms of. <laughs> You know, afterwards and stuff. Went some fucking idiots on, man. Uh, you, haven't had, you haven't had much competition, man. Hey, <laughs> uh, God loves to try it, right? Each episode, we ask for the, the five players that if you're going to go for a, a night out again with. So, who, who are we pulling up with at, uh, what was it, China China Whites with the, China the, White champ the champagne cocktail? Frank Sinclair has to be up there. Um, Hendo. Will be up there as well. <laughs> that is, that is for his longevity, or but one is a good drinking partner. Two is great security. <laughs> 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 yeah, Frank Sinclair, Darius Henderson, Jay McEvely, who I was with at Derby as well. I would say. Oh man, uh, fucking where were I with Jay McEvely at? Preston. You came oh, to Preston, you came to Preston didn't he? Oh, yeah, did I? Uh, Jeremy Kevley, who else do you think? I'll probably say Ben Thatcher just for his just for his banter, just for his just for his <laughs> antics. Um, I think you need your two security to show up Ben Thatcher's uh, yeah. antics out, don't you? <laughs> and then I, and then I'd, I'd probably say Brian Dean because he was he was my mentor and he would if I was, if we was all going down a slippery slope he'd probably be the one that says Jordan you need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> you need everybody needs that guy. Yeah, sometimes it's Monday night now, mate. We, we came out Saturday, yeah. it's Monday night now. You might even knock it on the fucking head, mate. Just get his head up and get his head up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, gonna add a, I'm adding a new feature, actually. If you could take one player to war with you that you played with, who would you pick? Darius Henderson. <laughs> Just, he's a hard fucker. He's, he just has no fear, like in anything, like in anything he does. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a natural born liability. <laughs> but but, but in, in the best of ways, in the best of ways, he's like he's he's one of my good friends, man. Shaking his hand after a game, and you just think, I would not put like this. To this put it. This this is this is this sums up Hendo in one one scenario. So I'm I'm in Las Vegas now with my friends. 
I FaceTime Hendo. I'm like, Hendo, man, like, you should be here. 24 hours later, <laughs> he rings me and says, I'm in your hotel. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he says, I'm in your hotel. I said, what are you talking about? He says, I'm, I'm a Danny, I'm downstairs. I said, no, you're not. He goes, okay, what floor are you on? Told him the floor. 10 minutes later, Back at the door, Hendo bowls in with like, I think it was like a Magnum bottle of Grey Goose. <laughs> stays, <laughs> stays, stays for the night and then flies home the next day. What a guy. That's Hendo. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's, if that doesn't stop him. That's man, Hendo. Mate, I've asked him to come on. I've asked him to come on a couple of times and he said it, it's not for me. So you need to tell yeah. him to get himself on. He, yeah, because there's too many, there's too many stories for him to go and start talking. Yeah. He says, he says, he says, when I ask him, he says, "No, it's, I, I like what you're doing, but just out of my comfort zone. Like. It's just out of my, just out of my comfort zone." He's, 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 he's agent now as well, isn't he? He's, 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 he's a nice, he's the nicest guy in the world, man. He's the nicest guy in the world, but just if you get on the wrong side of him, he's, he won't oh, improve. Oh, 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 somebody went. Uh, so we were playing against him, and he and, and he just went. I tell you what, you know that. Like after the game, went Darius is just, Darius Henderson just said to me like halfway through the game, "I'm gonna break your arm." Of all the things, I'm gonna break your fucking arm. And it, nah, and yeah, it was, he's got that. He's got that armbar locked down, man. He's got the armbar locked down. Yeah. <laughs> that kung fu shit. <laughs> <laughs> They <laughs> told me if you get too close to me, I'm gonna break your arm. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sounds about right. Cluster <laughs> <laughs> races once, and there was loads of lads there, and one of the lads, uh, Chris Kamara, he was he was just being a bit. He's he's a bad drunk. He just gets involved. Chris and... Kamara is he Chris Kamara? No, 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 no. Anyway, he was annoying Darius. So we thought, we thought nothing else of it. And we've looked over five minutes later. And Darius has got him in a chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cammy's tapping out. <laughs> Just hilarious, man. Well, cheers, man. Really, really appreciate He's a right it. nice guy, by the way. He's a right nice guy, by the way, Endo. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he is. Really nice, really nice. <laughs> George, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very very much, much, very much. Very much appreciated. And, uh, I hope, yeah, I hope you can get out surfing and barbecuing and watching all them birds on the fucking scooters and scale electrics down. <laughs> scale electrics. Scale electrics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all like some fronts on scale electrics, have they? In the, in the bikinis. Yeah. Run that extension lead out, Julie. Yeah, let me get on the tree, yeah. I love. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? What they're, they're, what they're called? Rollerblades. Segways. Ah, segways. End, end it there. Like in, it's, called VH, it's called VHS. <laughs> man, thank you very much, y'all. Cheers, man. Thank you. Oh, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.